Welcome back to the RGBSports.com podcast. My name is Brian Ramos. I'm a sports writer with the Monitor newspaper and RGBSports.com. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ivan Palacios. Ivan, how are you feeling on, on this Tuesday afternoon? I'm feeling good, man. We had some good Monday night football action last night in the NFL, but now we're back to, you know, some RGV football this week. A lot of good matchups. You know, we got a lot of districts rolling into the district play, you know, getting really heavy into it. So, you know, it's exciting. Absolutely an exciting time across the Rio Grande Valley and across Texas as the high school football season heats up and we got district races underway. We got still got some a few uh, non-district tune-up games and got some teams on uh, a few teams on buys this week. So we'll be breaking down all the, the week four action that's coming up Thursday and Friday. But first, we're going to start the, the week four preview episode with the latest RGVSports.com top 10 poll. And as always, no changes at the top. The top two teams that started the season are still there at the top. And that's number one, Edinburgh Bella at 3-0. and They receive all six first place votes. So they're a unanimous first place team. And Mercedes uh, comes in at number two. And they are the unanimous uh, number two team here uh, in the Rio Grande Valley. So 3-0 uh, and Edinburgh Bella, 3-0 and Mercedes. And th- those teams are just rolling on all cylinders. Ivan, I, I know I saw. Uh, Edinburgh Bell against PSJ North last week and final score was 24 to zero, man, but they were in control from start to finish. So, and another impressive uh, outing from the Sabercats as they hold on to their number one spot. And then uh, I know Mercedes uh, also came through with a big win. Uh, Ivan, what can you tell us about number two Mercedes? I mean, they're clicking on all cylinders. Uh, they're averaging over 500 yards of offense through the first three weeks. Uh, over over 150 more from the, the second place team in their district. Um, it's it's just crazy how good that offense is clicking. Mike C. Snettles is still going strong. Another huge performance, uh, over 200 yards in the air for two touchdowns, and he adds another 113 and a touchdown on the ground. But, I mean, there's weapons across the board. Tyrell Trevino starting to find his groove. After missing that first game, he carries the ball three yards for, or three times for 84 yards and a touchdown this week. It's It just seems like they're getting better and better as the, you know, season progresses so it's going to be hard to top those two teams either either Vela or Mercedes they look um to be in control of their destiny going forward um it'll be it'll be interesting to see if anyone can you know knock them off the top but as of right now I mean they're proving why they're number one and two and it's just you know the only thing is we don't get to see these two teams play each other but aside from that I mean Mercedes just keeps dominating and you know like you mentioned they're off to that three and oh start and uh that brings us to our number three team a team that bounced back from that lost Edinburgh Bella. I mean, what, what did you learn from Harlingen High this week? Yeah, you can never count out Harlingen High, man. They're always going to respond. Coach Gomez is always going to get those kids to, to raise up their game. And they did that in week three with a 38-14 to 14 win over the Raider United. Just a, a really impressive win uh, by Harlingen High. Uh, they, they come out and uh, make, make some changes uh, personnel-wise. And those those pay off for them, man, as, as they come out 2-1. Uh, and one, uh, They improved to 2-1 and one overall. And just another big win for Harlingen as they get ready for uh, District 32 6A action. And actually, our number three, four, and five teams, all from District 32 6A, which may be one of the the Valley's uh, strongest districts here in the 2021 season. So Harlingen High comes in at number three. And then our number four team, the San Benito Greyhounds. Uh, Of course, they're they're unbeaten. They picked up a a, a 13 to 7 win uh, this past week over Shirts Clemens. And uh, so, I mean, it doesn't matter. They can win the close ones. They can win big. And it doesn't matter what kind of offense you have. Uh, San Benito, uh, the Greyhounds are going to come out and, and they're going to play tough defense, man. They're, they're a tough unit. And, I mean, they're, they're proving it week in, week out here as the RGVSports.com number four team 
here in week as we enter week four. Then, of course, number five, Harlingen South, man. The, I mean, this team, one of, the, one of the most pleasant surprises here uh, in the 2021 season. And, I mean, they're not slowing down for anybody, man. 3-0, they, they have a, a non-district game against Alice on the road. And this Alice squad, I know they're, they're 4A, but, man, I mean, they're one of the toughest squads year in, year out, uh, that, that Alice team, man. And Harlingen South picks up a 14-7 win over Alice, and that's not an easy place to win, but Harlingen South finds a way to get it done, improve to 3-0 and on the year, uh, and the, they are our number five team here uh, as we enter week four. And then our number six team, Ivan, the McAllen Memorial Mustangs, who seem to have found their groove since uh, th- that week one loss against Edinburgh Bella. Yeah, Brian, I mean, they have a two-headed monster in that backfield. Uh, it's going to be hard to stop them, you know. Through the first two weeks, Max Alanis Choi saw the majority of the carries. He rushed the ball, I believe, 54 times or around that number this week, they give him a little of a break. You know, he has an off game when he goes for eight rushes for 113 yards and two touchdowns, you know, nothing big, but you know, his, you know, partner in the backfield, Ethan Castillo, you know, shoulders that low 214 yards and three touchdowns, you know, and they end up with a huge win against La Jolla Palmview. It's no surprise that they're moving up the rankings again. Um, you know, they drew the unfortunate end of the stick the week one against Edinburgh Vela, but since then they're starting to click on offense they're averaging over almost 400, 500 yards game on, on, on the ground, you know, don't really pass the ball much, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that running game is working for them, you know, with Castillo and Alanis Choi in that background, uh, in that backfield. And they're the top two rushers right now in their district, uh, one and two respectively, uh, Alanis Choi with 518 yards. And then, you know, Ethan Castillo right behind him with 391. Um, so it's, it's going to be hard to stop them. If you're going to stop them, you're going to have to stop one, but, I mean, they got another one ready to go. So, you know, and McCallum Memorial seems to be on the rise and the team to beat in that district. So they continue their climb up. Uh, but our number uh, seven team actually took a tumble after last week, you know, at last week's loss. What did you learn about PSJ North? Yeah, PSJ North drops down four spots from number three to number seven after a 24 to zero loss against Edinburgh Bella. And I mean, it's hard to knock them uh, for, uh, for the result, man. I mean, Edinburgh Bella does what they do against everybody. And PSJ North put up, I mean, the, the best fight that I've seen anybody against uh, PSJ North, I mean, excuse me, against Edinburgh Bella uh, this season so far. And the, the, what really impressed me about PSJ North was the defense, man. They gave up 24 points, but they had two, uh, two interceptions in, in the red zone to stop the Edinburgh Bella offense. And that defense it is one of the best here in the Rio Grande Valley, the PSJ North defense. So I was really impressed with them. Uh, one of the unfortunate things that did happen is uh, sophomore quarterback Ale Aparicio uh, went down after suffering an upper body injury in that game against Edinburgh Bella during the first half, and he did not return. So it looks like the Raiders are going to be without their quarterback uh, in in the in near future and uh, timetable to uh, to be determined. But uh, I mean, this this PSG North team, man. I mean, they're going to make some changes, uh, find some new faces to step into some offensive roles. And I expect PSG North to, to find a way to, to get it done. So I'm excited uh, to see what PSG North looks like. Uh, they're on their bye week this week. So uh, they'll resume District 31 6A action. They got, they got a week off to make some adjustments, make some changes, and, and find some answers. And uh, I expect Coach Kaufman and, and company to do just that. So excited to see what the future holds for uh, PSG North. And then our number seven team, or excuse me, our number eight team, is a new team here in, in the top 10. That's the Edinburgh North Cougars, the number one offense in, in 31-6A, led by quarterback Evan Madrano and receiver Yair Rodriguez, 
both leading the district in, in passing and receiving. And I mean, that, that combination has been tough to stop this year. Nobody's, nobody's been able to do it yet. So uh, Edinburgh North keeps on rolling at, at, after a big 53 to zero win over Edinburgh Economides. So Cougars two and one overall, a one and zero in district play. And, and that's where it counts, uh, those district games. So Edinburgh North looking good so far this year. And I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what they can do and, and if, if they can keep the train moving along, man here in, in District 316A. And that leads us to our number nine team, the McAllen Row Warriors, who are no longer slept on. Ivan, what, what can you tell us about the Row Warriors? You know, they opened that season with a 13-20 loss to our number four team, San Benito. You know, Mateo Yanez didn't have the greatest game there through three interceptions, but since then, he's thrown 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions, including a five-touchdown performance in one half of play this past Friday against Brownsville Lopez. You know, he earns our Monitors Player of the Week nod, and rightfully so. I mean, 273 yards and five touchdowns. He played one play in the in the uh, third quarter before the coach pulled him. They were already up 40 at that point. Uh Huge performance. It's only, you know, you can only imagine what we would have done if they left him in the whole game. So congratulations to uh, Mateo Yanez uh, for winning that award this week. And, you know, he's leading this offense. I mean, over the past two weeks, they've scored 100 points, 43 against Palmview, 57 against um, Brownsville Lopez. And he has that offense humming, 10 touchdowns, like I mentioned, to six different receivers at that. It's not like he's focusing on one target. He's found multiple targets. Uh, he likes to spread the ball around. He doesn't just look at his first read. I mean, he, he's a, he's playing lights out since that first week and he's bounced back not to say, you know, his first week wasn't that bad. It's just those three interceptions. He's still threw for over 250 and a touchdown. Um, but Giannis has that, that offense clicking, that defense is playing lights out two interceptions last week. Um, and they're rolling. And like you mentioned, they're not really being slept on anymore. They got a big matchup this week um, taking on Brownsville pace. Who's also two and one in or two and zero in district play. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting how that one plays out. Uh, but the way Giannis is playing, I, I can see them coming out on top. Uh, he's proven he's one of the top quarterbacks. He, I believe he leads uh, he leads the district for sure in passing yards. I'm not too sure where he stands in the Valley, but I'm sure he's among the top. So once again, congratulations to Mateo Giannis and our number nine ranked team, the McAllen Road Warriors, who are on the climb. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how, how far they can go. Uh, but that brings us to our number 10 team, uh, another newcomer to the to the list. Absolutely. Uh, rounding out the top 10. The La Feria Lions, a Class 4A program, after picking up a 39-17 win over Donna North, a Class 6A school, uh, there in Week 3. And uh, La Feria, I mean, they had their, they saw their Week 2 game uh, canceled uh, against La Jolla High. That was scrapped, but they pick up the pieces. And uh, here against Donna North in Week 3, they pick up a 39-17 win over uh, a much-improved Donna North team. So uh, an impressive win for La Feria. Of course, they're 2-0 and on the year. They picked up a, a week one win over Raymondville, 44-26 there. So uh, La Feria, 2-0 and on the year. Uh, they still got a couple of non-district games uh, left on ta- on the schedule uh, before they start District 16-4A uh, D1 action. So uh, they got Toloso Midway uh, coming up this week and then Beeville Jones the following week. So La Feria uh, breaks into the top 10 uh, as our number 10 team. And then just to run through the other schools receiving votes, we had Brown, and this is in alphabetical order. Uh, we had Brownsville Hannah, Brownsville Veterans, Raymondville, Westlaco East, and Westlaco High in the receiving votes category. So those teams knocking on the door, trying to break into the top 10 uh, w- with some good performances. And of course, uh, I mean, if some top 10 teams lose, I mean, that, that'll open the door for some of these guys to, to break in and make, make, their, make their case uh, for being one of the top programs here 
in, in the Rio Grande Valley in the 2021 season. So that wraps up our top 10. Uh, we appreciate you uh, sticking with us and, and running through it. And the top 10 drops every Tuesday. Uh, and, and you can catch it on rgbsports.com. And of course, in the Monitor newspaper and, and here on the podcast. So that wraps up the top 10. Now we're going to look ahead to the week four slate. And we got some some big matchups. Ivan, uh, we're going to start with, as always, the Monitors game of the week. And we got some 5A schools taking center stage. Ivan, what, what can you tell us about the Monitors game of the week here in week four? Oh, it's going to be a big one, Brian. We got two two and one teams. You know, you got the Brownsville veterans, Chargers, who have reeled off two straight wins after that early season loss to a good Harlington South team. And they're getting it done on the ground. I mean, uh, they're the... They're the third leading rushing team in the district, um, over 700 yards on the ground. I mean, they're, they're just pounding the ball, but their quarterback's been efficient too. Five touchdowns, zero interceptions for Mauricio Sampaio, and they've really gotten rolling. I mean, they picked up a huge win against Porter in week two, 45 to 14, and they take down a really good West Coast East team this last Friday, 24 to 17, uh, to improve to 2-0 and in district play and 2-1 and and on the season. But, I mean, they'll have a huge test with McCall and I, who um, – you know, bounce back from that week two or week, uh, yeah, week two loss to McCallum Memorial in overtime. They come from behind against Donna High earlier this week uh, in a huge game. You know, to start just or to move to one and one in district play and keep them right in that running. Um, but they they went a little different from what they normally do. They didn't really lean on the pass. They leaned on running back Weston Guzman, who through his first two games was held to only twelve yards on the ground, and he broke free in a big way. He busted a seventy-six yard run in the third quarter to uh, break that game open and uh, start spark the comeback finished the game with 187 yards and a touchdown so it's going to be interesting they're not the similar teams at all I mean McAllen uh, Brownsville veterans under coach Lee they run that kind of you know option slot uh, T offense where you know focus a lot on the run but like I mentioned Mauricio Sampaio he can pass and um, McAllen high I mean they've shown they can hang with the big dogs taking McAllen Memorial to overtime um, so I mean who knows I mean it, it can go either way in my opinion um, I think one of these teams might crack our top 10, especially if they pick up a win this week, they'll move to three and one. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup there at McAllen Veterans Memorial Stadium uh, with, you know, a team that likes to keep the ball balanced again in McAllen High versus a team that likes to pound the ball in Veterans Memorial. But um, we'll see if Veterans Memorial can keep it rolling against Mack High or if Mack High can build off last week's over uh, comeback victory over Donna High. Um, that's just one of our many games on the schedule. I mean, where will you be heading out this Thursday? Or is there any games to look forward to on Thursday in District 6A? Yeah, so uh, uh, coming up here in week four, so we have District 32 6A uh, all, all on a bye this week. Um, the Cameron County Schools, of course, uh, Brownsville Hannah, uh, Brownsville Rivera, San Benito, Los Fresnos, and the two Harlingens, Westaco High, Donna North, all on byes this week um, after – uh, it's just a district-wide buy. So um, now that, that allows uh, some other schools to, to take uh, to step up into the spotlight. And Thursday night here, we have uh, 31-6A wise. We have La Jolla High paying a visit to Edinburgh Bella, uh, another 31-6A game. And this is a chance for Edinburgh Bella to, I mean, to, to keep that un un unblemished record, man, to improve to 4-0 on the year, 2-0 in district play. La Jolla High is coming off a 42-20 loss uh, against Mission High last week. And this Edinburgh Bella defense, man, they're allowing 141.7 yards per game and three points per game. So they allowed six in week one, six points in week one, three points in week week two, 
and zero points in week three. So it's, it's, it's insane to think that this Edinburgh Bella defense is just getting better. And when you think of the competition they played during that time, I mean, it's McCallum Memorial, Harlingen High and PSG North. So those, those teams are no joke. And uh, for Edinburgh Bella's defense to be playing the way they are, man, they're playing lights out. So it, it's uh, a chance for Edinburgh Bella to, to keep this thing rolling, man, and, and to keep moving it along and stay unbeaten. And La Jolla High, uh, always a chance uh, for them to knock off one of the top dogs and top contenders here in, in the Rio Grande Valley. That one is 7 p.m. Uh, Thursday at Richard R. Flores Stadium here in Edinburgh. And then, uh, yeah, just uh, running through some other games. Uh, so uh, Bronzo, Hannah, uh, they, they will be in action uh, this week. Uh, they were uh, they had their week three game uh, canceled, so th they, they will pick up a game during their bye. Uh, they're playing Corpus Christi Miller here, um, and that, that should be a good one. Uh, Corpus Christi Miller, a 4A school, but, I mean, man, if, if you know how good uh, Corpus Christi Miller was uh, last year with quarterback Andrew Bode, man, I mean, they're on another level. So it'll be interesting to see uh, Corpus Christi Miller, uh, how they look against Browns Hanna. Uh, of course, Browns Hanna and running back Chris Benya, he's been on another level. Uh, toting the rock for for the Eagles, so uh, I, I, I'm excited to, to see uh, uh, excited to see Br uh, Browns Johanna uh, keep this thing moving along. And then uh, Ivan, I know we got a couple other five uh, A games uh, going down. What, what are you looking forward to uh, as far as five A football goes? Well, on Thursday I'll be out at Donna High versus La Jolla Palmview. Both teams are one and two, or actually Donna High is zero and two. La Jolla Palmview is one and two. Um, both of them 0-2 to start district play, both of them pick, looking to pick up that first win. Um, coming off losses, obviously, um, it'll be an interesting one, to be honest. Donna High did have that lead against McAllen High last week, but um, ended up uh, being held sh or shut down in that second half by McAllen High to, you know, come out with the loss. And then La Jolla Palm, I mean, they took on a really good uh, uh, McAllen Memorial team last week, didn't go their way, lost 43-20, to 20, um, but or 43-9, to 9, I'm sorry. And um, but they'll look to bounce back this week. I mean, they've proved that, you know, they can get it done on the ground. Uh, AJ Chop has been a force for them. So it'll be an interesting game to watch there to see, you know, which team can pick up their first win on district. But the game I'm looking forward to this Thursday is going to be McAllen Row versus Brownsville Pace. Like I mentioned earlier, both teams 2-0 in district play. Uh, both teams 2-1 to start the season coming off back-to-back -back wins. And um, he got one of the Valley's top running backs in Ivan Gonzalez, who's rushed for 325 yards and six touchdowns for the uh, Brownsville Pace Viking. He carries that load on offense. He's only a junior, uh, averaging 13 yards per carry, and he, he's getting it done for them. And he's, you know, been their spark plug, uh, scored three touchdowns last week. You know, he, he's just been effective on the ground. And then you got quarterback Brandon Narvaez, who's a, a force both on, you know, through the passing game and the running game, throwing for five touchdowns and one interception while adding 139 yards on the ground. So, It'll be interesting to see, but then they're taking on a McAllen Road team that's coming in real hot, like we mentioned earlier. You know, Mateo Yan has 11 touchdowns, 10 over the past two games. And then, you know, running back Chris Zavala is starting to find his groove, 224 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. So it's going to be a clash there. And uh, it's going to go, I mean, like we mentioned, this district's a meat grinder. So, I mean, every game counts more than, you know, you would know because one loss can mean you whether you're in or you're out. So I think both teams are you know, have their focus set and it's going to be a good one to watch on Thursday night over at Sands Memorial stadium um, to see who can take that lead in the district. Um, but then we move on to Friday uh, where we mentioned we have our game of the week, obviously Brownsville veterans against Mac high in district 16, five AD one. We also got Brownsville Porter taking on a Weslico East team. That's looking to bounce back after coming up short last week against uh, Brownsville veterans Memorial, you know, they were down, um, 
21-0 at one point and then climbed back into a 24-17 contest. Uh, unfortunately, it proved too little too late and they fell short. Uh, and Porter's been struggling recently. They've been um, – they've had some tough matchups. You know, they fall to one and two on this year, but um, they'll look to get back on that win column against West Lico East. And then McCallum Memorial takes on Brownsville Lopez at Sam's Memorial Stadium uh, on Friday as well. Um, they'll look to – uh, continue rolling with that offense. Like I said, Maxwell and East Choi and Ethan Castillo are proving difficult to stop. But I think what's impressive is the, the defense is starting to click now too. You know, they've been uh, holding these uh, teams down offensively. So another key matchup there. Um, but um, there's some other districts, uh, 31-6A contest that Friday. What do you have, Brian? Absolutely. Uh, we got a pretty big one going uh, going on Friday night. And it's uh, a scheduled home game for Mission High. But of course, Tom Landry Stadium, uh, out of business this year uh, due to renovations. Uh, so this game between Mission High and Edinburgh North, two district title hopefuls and, and playoff hopefuls there in 31-6A, uh, both 1-0 in district will be playing at Bill Pate Stadium there in Hidalgo. And I, I'm looking forward to this one. I mean, two exciting quarterbacks. Evan Medrano uh, has seven touchdowns on the year uh, for Edinburgh North. Kevin Guetta, seven passing touchdowns for Mission High on the year. And I'm excited to see uh, this game, man. Two, two solid defenses coming off two solid performances last week. Edinburgh North pitches a shutout against Economides. Mission High shuts, uh, stops up and slows down a, a pretty good La Jolla run game uh, to pick up a 42-20 to 20 win uh, for Mission. So I'm excited to see this one, Ivan. I'll, I'll be there Friday night in Hidalgo to see uh, this uh, quote-unquote home game uh, for Mission High. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, the, the winner of this game will take a step forward as to being uh, that that uh, legitimate district title contender as uh, they, they both hope down to take to eventually take down Edinburgh Bella, uh, who's obviously the District 31 6 state title favorite. So uh, this one should be a good one. Two good offenses, two good programs going at it. And of course, uh, it, it's going to be uh, an, an exciting one uh, from start to finish. So uh, that's a 31 6 state kicking off Friday night. Then we have a rivalry game. Edinburgh High at Edinburgh Economides at uh, 7.30 p.m. Friday at Richard R. Flores Stadium in Edinburgh. Edinburgh High coming off uh, a, a big win over La Jolla Waters Lincoln and Edinburgh Economides coming off a tough loss against Edinburgh North. So it'll be interesting to see if Edinburgh High can uh, start stringing some wins together and take care of business against uh, Edinburgh Economides because if you, if you want to make the playoffs uh, in, in that district, these are the games that you have to win. So um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what Edinburgh High looks like uh, with uh, quarterback uh, Roland Obrigal, the, the leading rusher there in District 31-6A from the quarterback position. So it's going to be interesting to see what what this matchup looks like uh, here in, in week four in District 31-6A uh, competition. And then we uh, wrapping up uh, District 31-6A, uh, we have PSJ High, who's coming off their bye week, uh, traveling to take on La Jolla Waters Lincoln. And PSJ High, man, they, uh, they're coming off a, a 34-3 uh, victory against PSG Southwest in week two uh, before they had their bye uh, this past week. And La Jolla Waters Lincoln, of course, uh, coming off a 48 to zero loss against Edinburgh High. So PSG High, man, it, it's, a, it's another get right game for them. And, and we'll see uh, how the Bears look coming off their bye with quarterback Jaime Lopez, who's um, ranked second in passing yardage in District 31 6 8, despite only playing uh, two games, one game less than the other competition due to that bye week. So, I mean, uh, the PSJ high offense uh, looks good after a slow start there in week one. So uh, we'll see if they can keep up the hot streak here as they enter week four. And then uh, to, to run through some small schools, uh, we have 
Hidalgo hitting the road to take on Alice. Uh, Hidalgo coming off, off an impressive 27-7 victory uh, over Rio Grande City this past weekend. And Alice, of course, the, the, they hang tough against Harlingen South uh, to lose that one 14-7 last week. So I'm excited to see this one, man, two, two uh, pl playoff teams there at the 4A level. It's going to be exciting to watch uh, and, and to see uh, who, who the better team is, man. Hidalgo, they proved they can hang uh, by taking down the previously unbeaten Rio Grande City Rattlers last week. So I, I'm looking forward to to seeing how that one pans out, uh, Ivan. And then uh, I know we got some District 16 5AD2 matchups coming on. Uh, Ivan, what can you tell us about this week's uh, 16 5AD1 schedule? Yeah, I mean, first of all, before we jump into that, we do have one non-district contest in 5A. That's a real grand city traveling to Laredo, Alexander, looking to bounce back from their first loss of the season. You know, they had gotten off to such a hot start. Um, we're rushing for over 350 yards on the ground the first two games, but they get contained by Hidalgo last week. So they'll look to bounce back in their last non-district game against Laredo Alexander um, before kicking off District 14 5A play next week. Uh, so we got that one to look forward to. But jumping into 16 5A D2, we got two teams who love to run the ball, uh, who are looking for their first win, uh, PSJ Southwest and Red Couch Elsa this Friday at 730 um, at Benny Layton Stadium. And, you know, Ed Couch Elsa, um, they've – they haven't been uh, – they, they've, uh, they've drawn some really tough opponents. I mean, last week they take on Sherilyn High, who's, you know, putting it together, um, have a bye week this week, obviously. And then the week before they take on a PSJ North team who, you know, ranks in our top ten. And then week one they take on a bigger school in Los Fresno. So um, not bad performances. Uh, they're looking to get back onto that win column. Uh, get that first win against the season against a PSJ Southwest team that has struggled, but running back Angel Hernandez has been carrying the load there. He's one of the top rushers in district 16, five AD two um, currently sits at number four with 238 rushing yards. So he'll look to carry them to their first win uh, in what should be a huge mass matchup as one team, you know, goes to one in three and the other team continues, you know, their losing streak. Um, and then moving over to our next game there, we got Mercedes at Valley view Mercedes, obviously, like we mentioned, has kept rolling. Valley View, you know, has struggled first year back after, you know, having last year taken away because of COVID. But, you know, they're getting out there, they're playing, and, you know, that's half the battle. And um, they'll, they'll see if they can get something going against Mercedes this week. It should be a tough matchup for them. But nonetheless, you know, um, props to them for just getting out there and, you know, being able to play after a year off. And then um, we have Sherilyn Pioneer coming off a of bye week. Uh, after their, you know, loss to Harlingen South, they had a chance to regroup and they're taking on a PSJ Memorial team that um, hasn't won a game yet. But again, just like Ed Couchosa, they've drawn some tough matchups. They take on Edinburgh North week one. They take on a really good real Hondel team week two, and then they take on Mercedes week three. So um, they've had some tough draws. So they'll look to bounce back against a pioneer team that's looking to, you know, put uh, week two's loss to Harlingen South behind them and get back on that win column after taking down PSJ High in week one. Um, so they'll look to regroup and it should be a good one. But the game I'm looking forward to the most this this week in uh, District 16 5A D2 is Mission Veterans at Roma. You know, Roma lost the first game of the year to uh, Real Ground City in the Star County Super Bowl, but they've bounced back since. Um, they are they're the number two uh, offense in the district. 
right behind uh, Mercedes averaging 359 yards per contest. And they're getting it done on the ground, 940 yards rushing compared to 139 passing. You know, those 940 rushing yards are more than the rest of the teams in the district, except Mercedes, um, at total yardage combined. So just rushing alone, they lead, you know, they would be on top of everyone else. Um, and their leading rusher, Gabriel Garcia, is getting it done. He leads the district in rushing with 319 yards and three touchdowns. But they're taking on a mission veterans team led by Coach Gilpin that bounced back in a big way last week. Picking up that first uh, win in the winning district and first win of the season, um, I was able to talk to Coach Gilpin earlier today, and you know he's excited. You know he 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 can tell the the mood was different after that win. These guys are you know they needed to feel good about themselves, and they you know they proved it that you know they still got what it takes. Um, earlier this week, prior to that game, Coach Gilpin did tweet out um, reminding everyone that Ricky Reyna is their quarterback and that he's going to have this offense running uh, back to how it should be. Um, you know, after he had a couple of rough starts to the season, six interceptions the first game, week two only throws for 24 yards in that loss to San Benito, but he throws for 270 yards, six touchdowns, rushes for another all in one half of play. I mean, huge performance by Ricky and the Mission veterans. Uh, they get back in that win column and they'll look to keep rolling against Roma. So I think that'll be a good one. Two very different styles. You know, as we know, Mission veterans likes to air it out and well, Roma likes to pound the ball. And, you know, Coach Gopin said, you know, it's going to be a tough one. They have only one high school over there, so the community really rallies behind them, and that energy just feeds into the program. So um, Mission Veterans will look to get it done on the road this week. Um, lots of exciting matchups this weekend, though, Brian. I mean, like I said, district play is really revving up, especially for that 16-5 AD one who's already in week three of district play, man. Yeah, yeah, it's an exciting time here as these teams gear up. And we got teams that are chomping at the bit to start district play. Some of these sub-5A schools that are still uh, in non-district competition. So we're going to run through uh, some, some of their uh, week four schedules uh, here in a second. I touched on it a, a bit ago, but Toloso Midway will be traveling to La Feria to take on the Lions. Uh, La Feria looks to go 3-0 and on the year uh, as they welcome Toloso Midway. Laredo Martin pays a visit to Gruya. Gruya 0-2 on the year, but they played a, a Raymondville team very tough uh, there in, in week two. So I'm excited to see if Gruya can uh, put those pieces together uh, against this Laredo Martin team. Santa Maria playing a visit to Lyford. Uh, Lyford coming off a tough loss against Raymondville. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see uh, how Lyford responds and, and what they can do here in week four in this matchup against Santa Maria. Got Santa Rosa playing a visit to Progreso. And uh, both teams searching for their first win of the year. And then we have uh, Monte Alto 0-3 on the year, uh, taking on La Villa, who was 2-1 uh, this season. So uh, those are, that's some of the, the small school action that we got going on this week, but exciting nonetheless. And uh, we're excited to see these teams, man, as they gear up to start district play uh, in, in the next week or so. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see if they can uh, close out non-district play and start off uh, with, with a little bit of momentum uh, as they begin district play. So that wraps up the, the week four preview. Uh, we got a lot of good games on deck, so uh, we're looking forward to it, of course. And it all kicks off with uh, the monitors game of the week between McAllen High and Brownsville Veterans Friday night. So uh, we're excited for another week uh, of RGB football action, and uh, we're excited to bring it to you. Uh, make sure you, you uh, stay tuned and, and keep up with us on RGBsports.com. You can follow along on Facebook and on Twitter. And we got the YouTube uh, channel uh, we got uh, cranking up soon. So uh, we're excited about that. So thank you guys for sticking with us. We're excited for another week four or month into the regular season. And, and we're, we can't be more hyped to, to be out there uh, Friday nights. Ivan, uh, how are you feeling about uh, what week four holds, Ivan, and about what we got on deck? 
like I said, a bunch of huge matchups this week. Those districts are really starting to rev up. And it's like Coach Gilpin told me earlier today. You know, what you did those first two games, non-district games, it's behind you now. You know, this is where it really counts. This is where you're going to make that playoff push. This is where you're going to, you know, really, you know, it's basically like you're starting Oh, and no, Yeah, of course you want to win every game you can. But like Coach Gilpin said, you know, just like Roma, they're 1-0, we're 1-0, and, you know, this is where it's going to count. So I'm excited to see how these teams step up to the, you know, the plate and see what they can get done in district play. Absolutely. So uh, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the RGBSports.com podcast, uh, breaking down all the week four matchups that we got coming up. And you can catch us again uh, Saturday for the the week four recap podcast where we recap all the action, all all the big performances, the notable wins, the notable losses, uh, all all the uh, RGB high school football action going on across the valley. So we're looking forward uh, to, to bringing that to you Saturday. So uh, make sure to tune in and, of course, catch us out there uh, Thursday and Friday night uh, at, at games, uh, bringing you coverage and features, and which you can catch on rgbsports.com and in uh, the daily paper, uh, the Monitor newspaper. So thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, for Ivan and I, this has been the rgbsports.com uh, week four preview podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah.